The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm glad that you're you're hanging out with us. This has been kind of a strange month for us. I've been dealing with some uh, health issues, and Lainey's been dealing with some uh, changes to her uh, um, life. <laughs> some some big changes here, and she's she did an episode, and now I'm doing an episode. She's not able to do this with me uh, this week, and we would have had an episode out earlier this week, except for some major changes going on with her uh, and and some things in her personal life. So um, we'll just we'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, we delayed it from Tuesday. We're we're trying to do these episodes Tuesday nights, make this a regular thing, but you know sometimes life just gets in the way. So. We delayed it a bit, tried to reschedule a few times, and here we are on Saturday morning, and I'm doing an episode on my own in order to get it out there for you guys this week, and I hope that you guys are okay with that, and that's just the way we're going to roll. So, here I am, doing this old school. Let's let's do it old school. And, you know, things get kind of wild sometimes, so uh, we, the plan was, let me fill you in, friends. Pull up a chair, pull up a chair, pull up a seat by the fire. Let's talk about the plans. The plan was that we had covered a lot of the things that we had wanted to so far in New Vegas. And it was time to head to the strip. It was time to head over to the casinos and talk about the gangs that had taken over the individual casinos and and delve into some of the real New Vegas, the things that were going on deep down in those the depths of the casinos but we're going to hold off on that because that's a really cool discussion and I don't want to have that discussion without Laney without my cohort without Neos Pandora so today we're going to talk about wild wasteland it is a wild wasteland time and this is going to be Awesome, because New Vegas, for those of you who have played, and I'm assuming most of you who have played, otherwise this is this whole series about New Vegas has been a big spoilery mess. But then again, it's not so bad. It's not so bad to, you know, know what you're getting into and then jump into the game and be like, oh, yeah, I heard about this. You know, either way is fine. I, I've done that before. I've listened to things and then played through it and been like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I've heard about this before. Um, but let's just let's dig into that but before i get to that this week coming up there's some big news quakecon is coming up quakecon is the big event for bethesda at the end of the summer where we get a bunch of really cool stuff including yours truly and the cast of the fallout hub so me and ken from the chad fault 76 podcast show and Dave and Ken and Dave and I all we all do the Fallout Hub together which if you are not listening to the Fallout Hub and you play Fallout 76 
what are you doing? You got to listen to the Fallout Hub. We talk about all the updates for the for Fallout 76. And it, it comes out like every other week-ish when there's new stuff to talk about. Go look it up right now. Add it to your podcatcher. It's a fun time. We, we, we get super silly over there. And it's, it's just a great show. And the three of us were included on a game a game show coming up called Apocalypse Squares and QuakeCon, all this announcement came out just recently and I'm glad I'm glad this show got delayed. Um, this will happen next weekend. So Apocalypse Squares, I believe, will air on the 21st. I don't have this up on, on my schedule. Guys, just go look this up. Just, go, just search QuakeCon schedule. There's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm also included in I'm doing a game show for the Elder Scrolls lore cast where I have my co-host Lotus of Doom, who's also part of Tales of Tamriel versus Aramithius, who's part of the Written in Uncertainty show. Both uh, Lotus and Aramithius, Aramithius, uh, his show is also on the Robots Radio Network, are going to be competing in a lore and game question quiz to see who is the master of both of those things. That's on... Um, the 20th, so Friday at 11 a.m. So it was one of the first events. And then Apocalypse Squares, I believe, is on Saturday. There's a whole bunch of events. There's the official channel with a bunch of official Bethesda stuff and like announcements and games and all sorts of things. There's the community channel. Both of those are on Twitch. And then there's even individual channels for all sorts of different countries because they have marketing teams for a bunch of different countries. Go look up the schedule. There's a whole big list of things. Go check it out. It's going to be amazing. And I'm super, super, super excited about it and very thankful that they decided to include me in two events this year. That is super amazing. So thank you so much to the team for including me and um, to, to, to shoot out some rumors from last year because I was it was so nice of them to include me from last year as well. No, we don't get paid for that. That that's ridiculous. It's so nice that they're they think to include us. But no, no, there's there's no compensation. It's just like, hey, thanks for including us because we're we're content creators and and it's it's nice to be included. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So let's move on. Let's move on to the show. Uh, Wild Wasteland Encounters. So let's talk about this. Wild Wasteland is something that was included in New Vegas because it was a callback to Fallout 1 and 2 and Tactics. And there was something called Special Encounters in Fallout 1 and 2 and Tactics that were random encounters that were very unique. They usually served as like entertaining humor bits in the game. Uh, some of them were very dangerous and they also included like non-player characters that could attack you. Others gave you um, access to like unique uh, like loot that could be very, very powerful. Some gave you like pop culture references. Uh, they were basically these kind of like interesting bits that were kind of plugged into the game by the developers as like fun little nods to things oftentimes. Um, that was those were just part of the original games. That was just part of it. That was the way the games were built. It wasn't an optional thing. Now, in New Vegas, for some reason, they decided to make Wild Wasteland an optional uh, trait that you could choose. When I played through New Vegas, I never didn't choose. I couldn't make, no matter how many times I played through New Vegas, 
I could never not choose Wild Wasteland because it didn't feel right not to choose it. Did you did you ever feel that way? Because I can't not choose it. It it almost feels like a waste of a trait. Like maybe there's a mod out there that just makes it like default and then gives you a trait point back. But I never looked it up, but it just feels like it's necessary. Now, here's the thing. The there's a sound that plays. <laughs> there's a sound that plays whenever you you do this here. That's the sound. Now, when there's when there's an event that's triggered by Wild Wasteland, then you know. Because you get that creepy, creepy weird sound. But there are some encounters that are just built into the world. And so you didn't know necessarily if those were part of the Wild Wasteland or not. And you had kind of a sense of it but you weren't really sure because didn't play because it wasn't an event that was triggered. It wasn't like all of a sudden some group of, you know, weirdos wandered up on you. There was something that was built into the world. So it didn't really play that sound. I'm just going to have to keep hitting that button. So I always wondered, I was like, okay, that weird thing that I ran into in the world, was that part of Wandering Wasteland or not? Because you would have had to play through it without Wandering Wasteland to have any sense of that being there or not. But then again, the game is so big that you would have had to remember, like, I went to that spot, but that thing wasn't there. So let's go through it. And for this episode of the show, there's a ton of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff in the DLCs. This is going to be the Wandering Wasteland stuff that is in the base game not the DLCs, because we're going to cover the DLCs independently in the future. We're going to get into that. But this is just the Baseland stuff. So let's talk about the Baseland Wandering, or I'm sorry, Wild Waste. Did I say Wandering Wasteland? Wild Wasteland stuff. See, I'm already, my brain has already been corrupted by the Wild Wasteland. All right, number one of 15, here we go. That fridge was a death trap. So here's the occurrence. Slightly southwest of Good Springs, along the road out of town, there is a refrigerator lying on the desert ground wherein a curled up skeleton exists and a suave gambler hat. This is a reference to the fourth Indiana Jones movie, generally claimed to be the worst Indiana Jones movie, uh, in my humble opinion. Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, in which Jones survives a nuclear test facility blast by climbing into a lead-lined refrigerator and being catapulted miles away. Many consider this to be one of the silliest stunts in the history of the Indiana Jones franchise. I, I would highly agree. And Indy's appearance here seems to suggest the more likely outcome of trying to survive nuclear Armageddon inside a fridge, being that there's a skeleton inside the freaking refrigerator. Additionally, the name of the incident is a reference to a line spoken by General Robert Ross to Indy as a few minutes later in the movie. Quote, Indy, thank goodness you're all right. Don't you know better than to climb into a refrigerator? Those things can be death traps. 
So yeah, you can you can come across this in the game. I clearly remember this and had a chuckle when I saw this. All right, hovering alien ship number two. I need to make this easier to find the button to hit this uh, and make the sound. I'm gonna do this for every single one. All right, number two. <laughs> hovering alien ship. As one closes in on the area just north of Horowitz Farmstead, what looks like a mercenary camp from a distance turns into an extraterrestrial landing, complete with a broken spacecraft and three stranded aliens. Looking closely at the UFO, one can see cables and tubes hanging out from a hatch. The UFO is exactly the same in appearance as the crashed Reconcraft Theta and Fallout 3 that initiates Mothership Zeta. You guys remember this. The alien captain has the unique alien blaster, though they cannot use it, along with over 100 alien power cells. Two other aliens carrying tri-beam laser rifles along with some energy cells and drained small energy cells. And yes, it is clearly hovering. It is above the ground. Pretty wild. Next up, number three. What is it, boy? This encounter will only appear with Rex in company. At some point, Rex will speak to you with an aroo. You then, that was terrible. You then determine that little Jimmy may have fallen into a well, the location of which is marked on the Pip Boys world map, east of New Vegas, underneath the overpass. The well contains a child skeleton, a mole rat, an Abilene Kid LE BB gun, 200 BBs, a rawhide cowboy hat, as well as a super stim pack. This is a reference to a similar quest in Fallout 2 where the Chosen One is looking for a boy named Johnny and learns from his dog, Laddie, that Johnny may have fallen into the town well and likely been eaten by a mole rat. Drop, <laughs> dropping his BB gun. Johnny is later found to be alive at the end of the quest if the Chosen One discovers the truth about his disappearance. This, in turn, is a reference to the 1954 Lassie TV series with, where Timmy was frequently rescued after Lassie warned somebody. On the show, frequently rescued? Oh, I'm, I'm not, uh, not just in the well. Like, he constantly, I was, I get this image of him constantly falling down a well and being frequently rescued from specifically a well. Um, on the TV, no, generally rescued, I get it. On the TV show, Timmy never fell into a well, though he did get into a lot of similar predicaments, because that's the joke. It's like, oh no, he's down a well again. All right, <laughs> next up. Mods Muggers. When leaving Cerulean Robotics, a group of three elderly women known as Mogs, Mod, Mogs, Mods Muggers, say that 10 times fast, named Irate Ida, Rancaroth Ruth, and Malefic Mod wearing pre-war spring outfits, I totally know where this is going, while armed with rolling pins and switchblades, 
will strike. They often have a small amount of caps showing the success of previous muggings. This is a reference to a Monty Python sketch named Hell's Grannies. Any resident of Freeside or drunk may occasionally mention them. You know what? I don't know that I ever ran into these. That's amazing, but I love this sketch. Go look up the, the sketch on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. This was hilarious. All right, well, that's all that says about that one. Next up. You're getting too close, Seamus. During the quest, I put a spell on you, which is, of course, an amazing song. It's a great song. If you, all of these are songs, all the quests are songs. If you unwittingly divulge to Captain Curtis that you know a mole is using the control tower during the night and then stake it out, he ambushes you there. Right before the ambush occurs, Curtis says, You're getting too close, Seamus. This phrase is taken directly from the Carmen Sandiego series of video games where it would be said by an in-game NPCs or by in-game NPCs to indicate the player was close to apprehending a criminal. Seamus being early 20th century slang for a private detective. I didn't realize that, but I played that game a bunch when I was a kid. R O U S you may not think they exist, but in certain underground locations, such as the New Vegas sewers, the Brock Flower Cave, or Vault 11, there are rats one and a half to two times larger than normal. These are rodents of unusual size. They are mentioned by Lady Jane. This is a reference to the Princess Bride and R-O-U-S, rodents of unusual size that inhabit the fire swamp. Similarly, the town of Klamath, Klamath, is that the right, again, pronunciation, in Fallout 2 had a problem with large rats that were referred to as R-U-S, wherein of is simply omitted from the acronym. Owen and Beru located just in front of a ruined Nipton house containing a Mr. Gutsy to the right of the town hall. There are two corpses. One looks to be a male human while the other is female lying next to each other. They look like they've been charred. Looking at the burned corpses will reveal the male to be named Owen and the female, Beru. This is a reference, of course, to Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, where Luke Skywalker walks... Oh my god, it is hard to talk today. What is wrong with me? Where Luke Skywalker's uncle and aunt Owen and Beru Lars are burned to death and their charred corpses are shown in the same pose as in the game. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show, and we've got a few things to knock out this week. There, there's a few things going on. So first of all, first of all, and most importantly, thank you to our Tier 5 and Tier 6. So well, let's just talk Tier 6. Pie Man, 
You're freaking amazing, dude. Thank you so much, Liberty Pie Man, for supporting the show. Also, our Tier 5 supporters, Southern Rage and Stagger and Stumble. Guys, thank you so much. And then thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. You're just the best. And all 43 of our other patrons, you guys are amazing as well. If you have considered supporting the show, please check out patreon.com slash lorecast. If we've helped you get through your workday, helped you on your drive to work or working out, anything else having to do with work, I guess, uh, then go check that out. Check out all the different things you can get. Ad-free episodes, uh, joining us on future episodes of the show, any of that stuff. We'd love to have you join us. Go check that out. And thank you to every single one of you. You help Lainey and I do this every week and do this for a living, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very, 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 very much. Also, we had a uh, a super strange bump this week in downloads by like uh, 600%, 700% in one of the days. I have no clue what happened, but if you are a brand new listener to the show, welcome. We're glad to have you. I don't know what drew you here. Uh, if you want to let me know what drew you here, I would love to find out. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show. Pull up a chair, make yourself comfortable, <laughs> put your feet up by the fire. Um, and then also two new reviews. Thank you to the new reviewers. So I'm going to read these out because I don't do this very often anymore, but please leave a review. I'm very happy to get these and I want to say thank you to our new reviewers. So first we have Blind Donkey 94 from the US who writes, just started listening and I'm hooked. Five stars. Love that there's a lore podcast from my favorite video game franchise. I just recently did a bunch of research on the timeline of events in the universe for a possible story I'm working on for my 76 character. I hate reading, so I love that Robots is breaking it down for me in podcast form. Thank you so much. Keep it up. I say that as recently the podcast is is in its third year, but I'm listening to 19 or to 2019 still. So <laughs> you're welcome. I'm sure you'll catch up. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. And then we also have Rye Debar in the U.S. Uh, who writes great podcast five stars just recently picked follow-up uh, 76 backup been playing since launch but took a long break after playing for 150 plus hours i'm having a great time playing but unfortunately with long work days kids etc i don't get enough time to play yeah i totally understand the feeling discovered uh this podcast has real or discovering this podcast has really helped scratch that fallout itch Love listening to the show on way to work and on my way home. Well, there you go. So in conclusion, if you have an itch, an itchy fallout rash, fallouts is (laughs) robots is the cure. Again, reading is hard. Great show. Keep up the good work. Ryan D. Thanks, Ryan. Um, So thank you, everybody. Really do appreciate the support. You guys are the best. All right. Let's get on with the rest of the wild wasteland. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Romanus Ant Domus. I think that's Latin. Yeah, it's got to be Latin because this is a Monty Python Life of Brian thing. Scrawled on the north wall of Cottonwood Cove HQ in Cottonwood Cove, some upstart has scrawled the graffiti Romanus Aunt Domus. 
This is a reference to Monty Python's Life of Brian, where Brian is writing graffiti on the palace wall and uses the same incorrect inflection, trying to write Romans go home, but instead writes people called Romanes go home. <laughs> they go the house. <laughs> I remember this. He is then corrected by a centurion, John Cleese, who forces him to write the correct version on the wall a hundred times by next morning or he will cut his balls off. Oh, man. Oh, man. Monty Python was so ahead of its time. I'm just not going to get tired of that sound effect. Dead investigator. During the side quest Beyond the Beef, a dead investigator is discovered inside an Ultralux hotel room. Further investigation of his crime scene reveals his name to be Crusoe, with a shock of red hair, sunglasses, and a business suit. This is a reference to the popular TV series CSI Miami, and more specifically, its main character, Horatio Kane, played by David Caruso. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. If you frame Heck Gunderson during the side quest Beyond the Beef, you may hear the arresting Securitron say, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. And your move, creep. Your move, creep. Players may also overhear the Securitron saying, this instead of their usual banter on the strip. This is a reference to Paul Verhoeven's 1987 movie Robocop, where the where, when the protagonist confronts a criminal with whom he has a personal history. Oh, hold on. I just, I did watch Robocop the other day. Side note, I never did see Robocop back in the day. Uh, never did watch it. Watched it recently. Now, um, many years later. And, uh, that movie's super weird. So, shock that one up for just being, just being weird on its own. The One. Slightly northwest of the Devil's Throat is a large, unexploded atomic bomb known as the One. Amid the crackle of your Geiger counter, you can open up the bomb and scavenge some energy weapon ammunition. This is a super mutant encampment in very close vicinity to the bomb. Usually there are four to five super mutant masters lingering around Plus, a few assorted ghouls. Johnny Five Aces. During Barton Thorne's quest, you're instructed to investigate an overlook south of Good Springs, 
There's a dead prospector up there named Johnny wearing glasses with a glass pitcher next to him and five aces on the table. On the cliff are four balls in a line. This is a reference to the failed game project Zyborn Clock. More specifically to one of its characters, Johnny Five Aces, as well as a metaphorical explanation of time travel involving four balls placed on the edge of a cliff. Initially announced on the Something Awful forums, this project featured questionable artwork and somewhat convoluted plot material and eventually became a forum inside joke. The line formed by the four red balls beside Johnny is actually a sign pointing the exact direction of the death trap fridge, the uh, other wild wasteland scene, from there. Note, sometimes Johnny will not be there and <laughs> there will only be four red balls. In this case, it is possible that he has actually fallen off the cliff and is resting below. If this happens, a variant of Merc armor could be found beside him. That's pretty weird. Game over, man. Game over. If listening to the NCR emergency radio during the final battle for Hoover Dam, Spoilers! Among the chatter about positioning snipers and reinforcing positions, one may hear lines up. Hold, sorry, hold on. By the way, if you're listening to a lore cast, please don't complain about spoilers. Um, one may hear the lines, they're coming out of the walls, man. They're coming out of the damn walls. And game over, man. Game over. If you search the rooms near the control panels where you meet, Fantastic for the second time, you may find three Legion Centurions standing in a small room next to a hole in the wall. Three NCR soldiers are at their feet, dead, and one of them is named Private Hudson. This is a reference to Bill Paxton's character, Private First Class William Hudson. Class? Did I say classed? Private First Class William Hudson from James Cameron's 1986 movie Aliens where Hudson says these lines when inside the alien hive and after his team's dropship has crashed on an alien-infested planet. Oh man, here, here it is. Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. Oh man, I need to I need to watch that again. <laughs> Game over, man. Oh, so good. Damn it, I'm an ambassador. During the quest, King's Gambit, there is a dialogue option for the trait when discussing dealing with Pacer with Ambassador Crocker. 
You tell him that Pacer has a heart condition and is addicted to Jet and insinuate that Crocker ought to be able to figure out what to do with that information. He responds with, damn it, I'm an ambassador, not a doctor. This phrase is a permutation of the phrase, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not an insert profession here. After attributed, often <laughs> attributed to Leonard Bones McCoy in Star Trek. Classic. Holy frag grenades. This is number three in the Monty Python list. In the basement of the Searchlight East Church of Camp Searchlight, there are three holy frag grenades on a table. The writing on a box beside these grenades reads, Pull pin and count to five is scratched out three. <laughs> These are a reference to the holy hand grenade of Antioch in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wonderful and classic. Donnie and Marie. If the courier warns Motor Runner, that they are there to kill him, Motor Runner will refer to his dogs, Bone Nash and Nashbone, as Donnie and Marie before engaging the courier in combat. Uh, and there's some cut content here as well. There is also a script that would cause Bone Nash and Nashbone to be renamed to Donnie and Marie, though it is unused. That's interesting. Pimp Boy 3 Billion. After acquiring the Pimp Boy 3 Billion from Mick in Mick and Ralph's, some disco music will play every time the Pimp Boy is equipped. Mr. New Vegas. Mr. New Vegas has a number of special intro lines that only play with Wild Wasteland. Stay classy, New Vegas. A reference to the film Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And Mojave, Mo Problems, Am I Right? A reference to the notorious big song Mo Money, Mo Problems. Exterminate! While in combat, the Freeside Securitrons guarding the Strip North Gate will repeatedly shout, Exterminate! This is a reference to the Daleks, a genocidal race of armor-encased aliens and recurring villains in the science fiction television series Doctor Who. Monty Python reference number four. 
Which, which, if your reputation with Freeside is vilified, some Freeside residents may harass you by saying, which, which, you should be burned for all the people you've turned into newts. This is a reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where a villager accused a woman of witchcraft for turning him into a newt. I got better, despite the fact that he is still human. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. While in Freeside, Cass may be whistled at or otherwise hit on by members of the Kings, to which she will respond dismissively, ain't nothing but a hound dog, instead of the normal response of somebody's asking for a boot in their fuse box. This is a reference to the song of the same name by Big Mama Thornton, covered years later by Elvis Presley. And our final one, friends. The credits. The credits are significantly changed with Wild Wasteland, so most names will carry a rather silly nickname. And other nonsense uh, messages from the developers are interjected semi-randomly. This is a holdover from the developer comments in the first two Fallout games. So again, another one of those things that was standard in the first two Fallout games that only shows up in Wild Wasteland. Also, most instances of the name Dead Money are replaced with Dead Monkey. The wacky credits can be read without the perk inside the game's data files as creditswacky.txt. So there you have it. Now, there are a bunch of other Wild Wasteland things that are added to all of the different DLCs, but we are going to save those for a future episode. So stay tuned for that, because there's a bunch of DLC stuff that, that uh, we've got to add for those and we'll be covering that stuff in future episodes as well because there's each of the dlcs needs to get its own content and we did cover god and dog because those fit into the whole nightkin thing but it's also part of a dlc so we're gonna we're gonna splice some of the stuff in and out but each of the dlcs is kind of its own thing although it does connect to other stories so we're gonna piecemeal some of this together while still discussing the overarching arching arcing picture of each of those we'll we'll figure it out as we go i think you guys will be happy with how we handle it at least i hope so so uh anyway that's that's what i think we're doing from this point on but um thank you for your patience with us as we get things settled with my whole brain medicine stuff and also laney's uh laney's personal things getting figured out um we really do appreciate the support guys i, I can't tell you enough that in just from i don't know just personally guys i, I really do appreciate the support if it wasn't for you guys being here i myself i wouldn't be able to be doing this full time and have the time to be 
starting these other projects and the the financial ability to be starting these other projects and be able to do this full time and 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 make this a a profession. So thank you so much. And please tune in to all the fun stuff for QuakeCon coming up this week because it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's there's a lot of fun stuff coming and keep playing Fallout. Keep having a great time and tune into some streams. Um now that now that my brain is working better and I have less migraines, I'm going to be streaming more. I've been streaming some crazy stuff. I played the uh, <laughs> Boyfriend Dungeon game <laughs> on, on Xbox Game Pass, and it was ridiculous. Lady Devin <laughs> from the, the Fallout team um, said that she stayed up real late playing it the other night and then challenged me to play it too, so I did. There's a video up on my YouTube channel. It's... I was... Uh, I was a little bit weirded out to play it. Turns out it's actually really good and still weird. You date your swords. It's weird. It blew my mind. Go check it out. Go check the video. It's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm also turning my stream into the most ugly stream ever. I'm going to put crap all over the screen. Everyone else is doing like streamlined. I'm going to have the most streamlined looking stream ever. Minimalist. Mostly video game. Minimalist out. out like, no. I'm going to have crap all over my screen. And you guys are going to help me make it look terrible. It's going to be amazing. All right. Enough of that. We'll see you guys next week. Maybe we'll have an episode actually live on Tuesday night. It'll be great. You guys can come hang out. We'll have super fun. And we'll talk about some of the casinos and stuff. Until then, stay safe in the wasteland, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you guys later. Alright, everybody. We, we appreciate you. See you guys later. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.com.